Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. And I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we are going to talk about how you can win in multiple offers. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, how you doing? Uh, We're going to have a conversation today about everyone's favorite topic, multiple offers. They all love that, don't they? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we have to talk about it because it's so commonplace now. Yeah, it's so, I mean, it's pretty much no matter where you're looking this market what you're is so for. hot that many sellers are are choosing that strategy. Most ninety nine percent, I would yeah. say. That's I made that up. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably ninety nine percent. Yeah. So we want to make sure that you are well equipped going in to the situation, so we can make sure that you have a chance of winning. Because I keep talking to people who have bid ten houses, twelve houses. Uh, not with me, with other people, and they're not winning, and they don't understand why. Right. And, uh, you know, I want to let you know, if you are bidding many times, you know, probably more than three or four times, and you're not winning, something's wrong. Yeah, there's a reason for that. There's some basic elements to that whole scenario um, that if you're losing that many times, you're not being realistic about the scenario. Yeah. Either you or, or your, or your agent. agent. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think some of that situation is because of the explosion of Durham real estate. And uh, perhaps in some areas in the GTA and the 905, they're not as experienced as we are in the 416 with this process. Yeah. And so, you know, listing agents themselves sometimes now aren't aware of, right. of how to do it with the greatest impact. Yeah. So I, I think that's why the reason. And also, you know, just some agents just don't get it. I mean, you don't. I, I don't think it's ever the buyer's fault if they're losing several times. It's the agent's conversation, preparedness, discussion, communication of that preparedness. Expectations. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, let's just Take a step back, first of all, in case people are not familiar with, I can't imagine you wouldn't be, but if you're not, uh, in the Toronto real estate market, it's been like this our entire career. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But certainly now in the 905, and multiple offers are just that, when you have a situation where you have more than one offer. Now, in most cases, the property has been underlisted, right? right? If it's worth, well, let's just use this uh, random scenario, if it's worth 800000 it might be that the person has listed the property for six ninety nine, Right. And they are expecting to have more than one offer, and therefore it goes... Right. So they have artificially set the asking price at the low end of the value range or even below that in some cases. That's right. In an attempt to drive traffic to the property and result in more than one offer. Exactly. And it's usually with a set offer date. So when a listing comes out on uh, for sale and on the listing it says when the offer date. But it isn't even necessarily... 
with an offer date. It can happen. There can be more than one offer on a property without a set offer date. Um, yeah, so there's two different situations. Much less with that. Yeah, I think yeah. you know, for most people, what we need to look at is is you know, you've seen a house that you're interested in. We want to first check if there's an offer date. Yeah. We call that, uh, sometimes call it a holdback. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a holdback date or a holdback on offer date um, so that the property is listed tomorrow and it will be, you know, n- we are taking offers next Monday at 7 p.m. Right. And so the first thing you want to do when you see a property you like is see what the situation there is. Right. I would tell you in today's market, as we are sitting here in March 2021, I don't know of any property that does not have an offer date or a hold back date mm-hmm. right now. I haven't seen it for a mm-hmm. long time, maybe commercial property or something like that. Mm-hmm. But for most people, that's what we're dealing in. And and let me just preface this by saying, people, do not say to yourself or your agent, I'm not getting involved in multiple offers. I'm not, I'm just not going to do that. As a buyer. As a buyer. Mm-hmm. Because you have to understand that. Then you're not a buyer. Then you're not a buyer. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to understand that, um, you know, sometimes what people will say to me, oh, I'm not paying $100,000 over over the asking price. That's ridiculous. Well, you have to understand that the property was never worth $699. Right. Right? Right. It was always worth $800,000. It's a bit of a game. It's a game. It's a strategy to get, you know, with this listing agent's objective of getting the seller the most money possible. Yeah. The most interest possible. That's right. And if you want the house, you have to play. Yeah. It's just how it works. You can't back out and use that. Otherwise, you are not. This is the reality of our our market now. And you just have to know as much as you can about this scenario so that you can be strategic and and end up successful. It's like with a lot of change. I had this, uh, on an unrelated matter, had this conversation with my father who has to self-isolate now for two weeks because of... Um, he's having some surgery. Anyway, he thinks this is ridiculous and stupid and he's not going to do it. Well, sorry, none of us like it, but this is a situation. And in order to have your surgery in two weeks, these are the things we're doing. But it's hard for people to wrap their head around kind of change or being forced to fit somebody else's profile. But as Janelle said, if you want to buy a place right now, pretty much certainty you're going to be yeah. sit, sitting with an uh, and off facing an offer date and uh, you know you have to talk with your agent to find out given that scenario how do I get the house that I want right so so the first thing is as Janelle says is to find out if to confirm that there's an offer date and you as a buyer won't have access to that information your agent will so make sure you have an agent who's on top of things and not letting things just sit that's right because now, often Sorry, I'm so rude. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> I keep going. Ah, ah. Um, okay, so yeah, so that but that's true. That's very true. You have to first check if there's an offer date. Uh, get your agent to make sure they're on top of it, and then wouldn't you say the first thing you really have to do after that is get out to see it ASAP. Uh, even before that, your agent, in addition to finding out if there's an offer date, they have to find out if the sellers would be um, open to the concept of right. ignoring that offer date and selling before it. And that's why I'm saying you got to yeah. get out to see it right away yeah. is because there is this thing, as you've all heard, called a bully offer or a preemptive offer. So where I was going with this is that now you know you've seen the property that you're interested in, you see that it has an offer date. That's number one. So now you have to figure out whether the house or the condo is going to make it to the offer date 
or whether the seller is willing to entertain a preemptive offer or a bully offer. Now, what does that mean? That means that although I have now set the offer date as next Monday at 7, I have decided as the seller and the listing agent that if an offer comes in in advance of Monday, even though I've told everybody it's Monday, if an offer comes in and I like the offer, well, I may decide I'm going to take that and not wait until Monday. Yeah, the seller has the right to change their mind. They have the right to change their mind. And it's they stupid. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. But they do. And so, you know, you need to figure out, again, even if there has an offer date, I want you to go see the place as soon as you possibly can if you really like it and you think you're interested because it may sell in a bully offer and you are not will not have the chance. Right. Right. Because and what happens once we have once you have a showing booked on that property, the listing agent will be notified of any preemptive offers that come in. So if you don't get out to see it, you're not going to have a chance to know whether or not a right. bully offer. So, Janelle, my understanding is the obligation of the listing agent is, and it's my understanding is it's pretty vague, but it's that they have to notify anybody who has expressed an interest in the property yes. of a preemptive offer. So, the most common way of expressing your interest is by booking an appointment. That's right. So, if you see something come out that has an offer date and you may be interested, make an appointment right away to at least be kept so your agent is kept in the loop. Exactly. Otherwise, the listing agent has no obligation to do that. And well, you'll never know. They would never, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though they're supposed to update the listing itself, yeah. but you just may not check that. Right. So, book an appointment right away. So, you have to be on top of your daily listings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your agent should be going through your daily listings to pick out ones, uh, to draw your attention to particular ones, I believe. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So now you see how that kind of side of it works. But I think what's really important before, you know, you get too carried away in the particular property that you're interested in is you really got to figure out whether or not you even have a chance. Yeah. So there's some background work to be done before, you know, I think offer situation or not, there's some background work that has to be done before you unlock the first door. Uh Yeah. But especially that's the case with multiple offers because you want to be successful and to be successful, you have to be really well prepared. Yeah, exactly. So for example, I have clients right now that have about a $900,000 budget. And when they see a property for seven ninety nine, there's some chance that they might be able to afford the property. Uh, you know, if it has an offer date and we know it's underlisted, we can probably include that in our list of of properties that we might be interested in seeing because it might sell for nine hundred thousand. See, occasionally, yeah. sorry, occasionally they will send me something that is eight seventy nine. And 879 and holding back offers. And do you think we have a chance at this? What could we offer? And I can see based on just the listing price alone. And of course, then you run the comparables and you can see what the past properties have, have been selling for that they don't have a chance. Right. So this is what I think is one of the number re- one reasons for failure mm-hmm. in multiple offer situations is you have to be really confident in the knowledge and approach of your agent. I find so many times that there are agents who, if they saw that house listed at 879, 
would pursue with their clients because they don't have the knowledge base to know that's right. they don't have an option, they don't have a chance. So it's, this, this is where your selection of an, an educated and informed agent really matters because Janelle would say to them, you know what, it's a lovely house for sure, but it's going to go for between 1-1 one, one and 1-2. One, so and you're you not... It. Yeah, and yeah. you can't afford so it. so we're not going. And not doing that, not choosing that agent with that knowledge and experience only contributes to a greater number of people offering on that property, which only contributes to you know what. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. that's kind of the situation we've got ourselves yeah. in. Right. Part of the problem, I think, now is that, you know, during COVID, and we've talked about this before, but uh, back in the day, as in like 2019 and part of 2020, when there are multiple offers, we'd all show up at the property and we would present in person and we would have... Uh, our clients sit in the car while we were presenting and everybody has skin in the game. But now with COVID, everything's being done electronically. So there's this, oh, well, just throw an offer in attitude. Yeah. And Um, the other thing is, I think what we've seen with COVID, the other change is that more and more agents are trying to do business where business is right now. But it might be in neighborhoods like in some towns in Durham that they don't know anything about. Yeah. So uh, Toronto real estate agents are going further afield and don't have that knowledge base about the local market and they're kind of screwing it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole bunch of factors that I think are are at play that we never had before. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, we're seeing a really aggressive market in the 905 where – I would say at least 50% are not waiting to the offer date. They're taking bully offers. Um, It's not allowing people to go through the process and kind of really messing up the entire system. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, that does not do any justice for the seller. We can talk about that in a minute. But uh, I think, you know, for for most people, I would say, and you have to listen to your advice, Mm-hmm. On your from your realtor here, uh, but you know the worst thing I hate to he, the worst thing for me is when a client says to me, "Well, we can try. You never know." Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, actually, yeah. I do we know. do know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we know because we've done this a long time. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking to yourself, "Well, let's give it a shot," don't do that mm-hmm. um, because if you can't afford it. And I'm going to know whether you can afford it. You're going to know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most realtors who know what they're doing will know. And so exactly as Leslie said, you the more offers go in, the more higher the price goes. It's mm-hmm. just going to screw you the next time. So if you cannot afford it mm-hmm. and you don't think you have a good shot at it, don't waste everybody's time. Yeah, and I often look at these with the craziness uh, going on right now. And with the number of offers on some of these properties, you know, what high percentage of those are just junk? Junk. If we eliminated the junk, if we had better counsel from those junk buyers, <laughs> agents, <Yeah. laughs> we wouldn't have the 24s, the 32 offers on properties. I think of, uh, you know, yeah. some that there, well, there was one recently that had 32 offers. I would guess yeah. 24, 25 of them yep. were were. Um, yep. not relevant in any way. That's right. So a uh, key lesson here is to retain the services of an agent who knows their stuff and communicates it well and listen to that agent. Yeah, because why would you bother? Yeah. Right? Right. So um, that's the first thing. And then we were, got off track a bit because you were starting to talk about being prepared. Yeah. When being, you go into this situation. Yeah. So, you know, let's say now you've got a couple of properties that you might be interested in, you know that you can likely afford it, at least you have a decent shot based on the recent sales, you know, you're not, those are not out of line. And 
you decide now you want to put an offer in, um, you know, let's talk about the things you can do to strengthen your offer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I tell every single one of my clients, as I'm sure you do, there's really four things that people look at when they are considering your offer over someone else's. Number one is price, right? That's going to trump everything pretty much for the most part. Usually. Number Mm -hmm. two are conditions. Yep. Do you have any conditions in the offer? And conditions meaning, is it conditional on financing or conditional on um, status certificate or home inspection? Yeah. Or, or you know, somebody asked me recently if they could put a condition of the sale of their property. Yeah, welcome to 1948. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Not a while. Because really, then, a, a conditional sale is not a sale. So uh, as a seller, if you're looking at comparable offers, is if one has a condition and one right. has not, it's yeah, it's a no-brainer. So price, condition, deposit amount is yeah. very important for and people. And format. And yeah, and then closing date can be really important for people because sometimes, um, you know, they've got a place that they need to buy and they have to sell at the same time. Right. So if you think about it, if a seller has more than one option looking at offers, they're going to take the one that suits their criteria as much as possible. So you want to be the offer. That's right. That meets as much of their criteria. Yeah. So let's walk through all four of those because I think that's really important. I mean, obviously the number one is price. And at the end of the day, you know, you can have a fabulous offer, but if it's not the highest, you're probably not going to win. Although I would counsel my seller clients to consider a close, offer price if it was firm versus conditional. So it's Me not too. always not always, but, but usually yeah. yeah. But usually price is usually the Yeah, it's one. kind of the it's kind of the most important yeah. criteria I think of all of this. Yeah. Um and and we'll what go, do you say about that though? Okay, so that's the first element, price. Yeah. I find this hard because oftentimes I'm finding that the asking price is irrelevant. Yeah. And Sometimes I'm finding in this market that is such a seller's market that the sale, sale price yeah. is, is irrelevant. irrelevant. Yeah. It's hard to counsel. This is a bit of experience, yeah. I think. Um, you know, this is where sort of the years of dealing in, in multiple offers will kind of come in for people. Um, but yes, there are, you know, because it's crazy times out there. there. There are things where, you know, the last sale on the street was eight fifty. But then this one sells for a million. And there's, yeah, there's no time reason. There's no justification. Yeah. Um, so you have mm-hmm. to take a lot of different things into consideration when you are putting together price. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're looking at the comparables, of course. We are looking at um, how many offers there are, unfortunately, right? right? That, yep. Yeah, that comes yep. into play. Yep. Um, and then there's a little bit of how much do you want it? Yes. Right? Yes. And so... um, And the fourth thing that I talk about with clients is I really don't want any of my clients... um, My preference would be that they not buy something for a short term. So I often have a conversation of how long do you anticipate... At this stage, things can change. But at this stage, how long do you anticipate owning this property? If it's 20, 25 years, then... Does going above your comfort level a little bit matter as much? That's right. So I, I, I add that conversation to Yeah. You. I don't want anyone to – I want people to be ruled by – led by their uh, heads and have their heart involved rather than what you often see in multiple situations is it's all emotion. And right. people are throwing things, money at uh, properties that makes no sense. Right. And if you – especially if you want to or if something forces you to sell shortly, that could be a, an issue. It can. However, yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, 
if you want the property, you want the property, you have to pay more. Yeah. And so, you know, and I have that conversation with a lot of yeah. my clients too, is where they're sitting there and I'll say, you know, if you win, yeah. you are going to say to me probably the next day, maybe yeah. the next week, oh my God, I paid too much. Yeah, yeah you paid too much. That's yeah. why you got it. Yeah. So if you want to win, you have to be the one who pays the most. That's just yeah. how it works, people. Yeah. And, and I you say, have to be able to be okay with that. Yeah. I say the phrase too much is wrong. Right. You paid what was right for you to get the house. Right. So it's not too much. It There's was the right amount. There's a number, amount. I think, for every single client that mm-hmm. I like to call a no regret number. Yes. That you didn't pay too much and you didn't pay too little. Yeah. Because you can sleep the next day knowing that you gave it your your best yeah. shot. I, so, I remember telling you the story that one of our first houses, we spent 5000 more than our maximum. Yeah. And I lost pounds. I lost hours of sleep just fretting about that so much. Yeah. And then we sold, I think, three le- years later for 300000 more. And I right. realized, oh, I made 5000 less. That's right. Like, right. I, you know, how silly right. was it to lose all that sleep? Yeah, and I think for some people, like I'll say to them, if you've got, you know, let's just say for argument's sake, $900,000 is your budget. And you just think in your mind, you know what? I don't want to spend more than 875. Right. So I'm going to I'm well, let's bid that, but you can spend 900 and it sells for 890. Yes. You're going to be That's really no sorry, yeah. right? Yeah. But if it sells for 950 and you bid your 900, you gave it your best shot. No regret. Right. Right? But I don't agree. you know, don't hold back thinking that well, I don't think it's worth that, or I don't, you know, there's, there's a, there's a number. That's the phrase I hate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, it's worth what someone's going to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a number, I think, where it's worth, yeah. you know, yeah. your, what you want to pay for it, that you are going to wake up the next day and say, like, I didn't blow my brains out on it. I'm, I'm okay, okay with that decision. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And only you know what that is, mm-hmm. right? Each time. Another thing to keep in mind um, related to this is, um, you know, with this, um, multiple offer frenzy that's going on some of these sale prices as we've said can't be justified and there may end up being a gap between the appraised value of the sold property and what you paid yeah. and what do you do then right. so you got to keep your brain acting over your heart i think yeah to you some degree because otherwise you're going to so you have to keep that in mind you do with this what i only say that because of these houses that are getting 28 34 offers on them and the numbers don't make sense at some point that's going to kick back but if you want the house you have to yeah yeah. You have to bid. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to have Because if you had that attitude all the time, right. you would but never I guess, get anything. I guess, I mean, you have to factor into your consideration that cushion. You do. You have to know that that's a possibility. Yeah. And have that as part of your funding. Which I think now is a little less than it used to be because yeah. I think appraisers don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> from what I've heard, they're all pretty much like, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, it's all right. We'll do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So now there is an interesting part about the pricing situation that, you know, a conversation I'm, I'm sure we both always have with our clients, and that is, uh, are they going to send us back for more money or do I right. give it one shot? Right. So if you're in a group who are offering, the listing agent and the seller look at all these offers and it's their process. Uh, they can either pick one out of the pot, um, reject them all, or Janelle uses the phrase send them back, send back a couple of people. And that really means going to back to 
you know, some of the original people offering and asking if they can improve their offer. Right. And different agent, listing agents handle that differently. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And some uh, horrible people do it more than once. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm just like, I can't, I just can't, I just can't do it. Yeah. And I know, you know, some agents who've gone back to the highest offer and ask them to improve. Sure. Well, you don't know whether you're bidding against yourself. Can you find that out later? I think that's dirty. So by the way, guys, when this all happens and let's, let's just say again, we're, you know, we're in a situation where you're one of five offers and we will never know what the other offers are. And I think that's important to note because some people do ask me that, but we cannot disclose what other offers are on the property. I I don't know why the listing agent cannot Mm -hmm. disclose. Mm Um, it's not legal to do so. And so we don't know whether they have conditions. We don't know whether... Yeah, we know, know nothing about the contents of any other offer. Nothing. So based on that, we're making a guess. So if the offer, if the agent says to us, you know, listen, all five of you are really close. Mm-hmm. You know, would you like the opportunity to improve? You, ha- you have to make that judgment call. And, and it's really interesting to me because if I have clients that are asked to improve... Sometimes they're really pissed off. Yes, I've had that too. But then I have clients that haven't been asked to improve and they only lost out by like 5,000 and then they're really pissed off because they say, well, why didn't they give us a chance to improve? Mm-hmm. So we try to get a bit of a read on from the agent beforehand because mm-hmm. some of them are very clear. You get one shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those people. Yes. I, I re- they thank clearly you. state yeah. the process yeah. and stick to it. And there mm-hmm. you go. There's a difference, in mm-hmm. my opinion, between mm-hmm. class acts and not, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I had an offer situation recently that my clients were in, and it was very clear. This is the time the offers come in. If they are in a second after I've told you that they have to come in, you're just disqualified you get one shot at it everything was very much you know this blah 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 the rules i appreciated it it Mm -hmm. was fantastic yeah um and i think that's how they should be run but unfortunately it's not because you end up with people who want more yes and that's their legitimately with so many offers it's probably the case where um Two or more are so close to call. Right. Well, it may happen. It may, but they also close from the agent's or the seller's perspective could be 20,000. Yeah, that's true. We don't know. We don't know. You you would never know. So I would say in my experience, I don't know what you find, but probably 50% of the time I'm asked to come back. Yeah. And 50% of the time they just take the the highest. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we're counseling our clients, we just don't know. We don't Mm. know which way they're going to go. We try to get an answer. We don't always have the answer. But I, I, I counsel my clients to go in with our best. Absolutely. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And just, again, no regrets because you don't know how it's going to turn right. out and you don't want to be the one And if sorry. you've done enough consideration of the issue ahead of time, then going on with your best, then you, you're going to be comfortable walking away without improving. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So that's, I think, a little bit about pricing strategy. I don't even know, you know, what more to say about that other than each situation is unique and you have to look at them. Yeah, I agree. I think the key things are the asking price is often irrelevant and make sure you're working with an agent who knows uh, what you have doing. faith in what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. So then the second thing we talked about were conditions. It's pretty obvious in this market. If you've got conditions in your offer, your chances of winning the offer are small. Yeah. Not going to happen. Uh, now I am not you know, advocating by any stretch that you should not have a home inspection or that you should not 
you know, get your financing in order. But I am telling you, if you do want to win, you can't have those as conditions. If you, if the agent and seller have done a good job, they will have prepared a pre-list home inspection or the pre-list status certificate in advance so that the potential buyers can review them. So a good listing agent will do whatever they can from their side to facilitate a firm offer rather than a conditional offer. Exactly. The the problem on the buyer's side, if that, well, number one is if that's not done, then you have to think about what you're going to do. Right. But also that nagging finance one, because a lot of lenders are saying, great, when you find the house you like, throw in a finance condition. Right. They're telling buyers that's that. right. Now I have worked with a lot of lenders over my time and the good ones understand the market. Yeah. The good ones understand they will say I cannot a hundred percent guarantee it. However, I can ninety nine percent guarantee it's gonna be fine right. because I know you know, that agent, that agent knows what they're doing. I trust the process. Yeah. You and know. the preparedness, as we talked about earlier. Right. You've got to, you, to get to this stage, you as a buyer have done your financial work. Absolutely. You're mm-hmm. pre-approved. You're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you need a home inspection, guys, you got to do one. And the pre-listing uh, hasn't happened. You don't have one from the listing agent. You're going to have to do one before offer day. Right. If you absolutely need one. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is that... Um, because of the newness of this type of situation in Durham, a lot of those listing agents are not doing pre-listing home inspections. So, I don't get it. So they're, they're either um, try, you know, acknowledging that they're going to get offers from buyers who don't do one, or they're requiring buyers to do one in that sales period before submitting their offer. Yes. And at the cost of home inspections, I mean, you have to keep that into account. How many times can you do that? Right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. As a buyer. Now, there are a couple ways to mitigate that. So one of the things I have found somewhat helpful is that I will ask the listing agent, has anyone else done a home yeah, inspection? Yeah, I do that too. And if anyone else has done a, a home inspection during that process and they are still coming forward with an offer, it's doesn't tell us much, but it does tell us that, oh, it can't be too bad of a home and that they're still coming forward with an offer. Right. And so it's something that we can consider when deciding whether or not we want to go forward. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Also, sometimes people will bring uh, for a second showing, they like the home and there's an offer date, they may bring, you know, a contractor or someone Mm -hmm. they know who can go through the house and just take a quick look and make sure everything looks okay on the surface. Mm-hmm. Keeping in mind, guys, that right now in this market, you are lucky to get a half an hour window of a showing. Yeah, that's true too. Most, um, you know, most, I would say I'm getting a lot of 15 minute options. Yeah, I know. And a lot of 30 minute only. So you have to get in and get out on that time. And it's really hard to get appointment times, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I've had some places where I can't get any appointment times and it's like, sorry, we can't go in. Mm-hmm. So you can't buy that one. Mm-hmm. So all of that to say conditions, you know, So try you're not going to gonna be them. successful if you have a condition. That's so, right. Um, and I wouldn't even do it. I wouldn't yeah. put an offer in with, no. with five others if we had conditions. I, I wouldn't, agree. I wouldn't mm-hmm. waste the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Closing date, obviously, you know, in a seller's market, in multiple offers, you pretty much have to give them whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Including your firstborn child. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you want. That one's not up for them. discussion. Yeah. If they say May twenty fourth. It's May twenty fourth. If it's tomorrow, it's yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Sure. Whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Now that begs the question. Of course, you know if you can't meet that closing date, what do you do? Should you try another one? Probably not. Mm-hmm. 
right? If the closing date is that important to them Mm -hmm. and you can't meet it, I don't think that's the house for you. Right. Right. I agree. Okay. Uh, And then deposit amount, right? This is a big one because um, here's my little tip for everybody out there is that first of all, when you're putting an offer in, we want to be having at least 5% of the purchase price is deposit right now. That's pretty standard. But the higher the deposit, the better. Mm -hmm. Now, the deposit, for all of you who are not familiar with this, is the money that you're going to put down to secure the property and it's going to sit in the brokerage's trust account until the property closes, Mm -hmm. whatever amount that may be. In today's market, if you're going to be putting an offer in on a property and we're not doing this in person, you need to go get the bank draft for that amount and send a photo along with your offer. Yes. And this is a non-negotiable. And so, uh, you know, 5% of the purchase price, again, let's talk about this $900,000 home. You've gone and got your $45,000 bank draft made out to the brokerage. You've taken a picture. You've sent it to your agent. The agent sends that in along with the offer because now it looks like you, number one, have gone to the trouble of getting the money. You're ready to go. And the brokerage knows that you're going to deposit that those funds immediately because mm-hmm. the sale is not a sale until the deposit has been collected. Right. And so then the next day when you're successful, your agent or you will will deliver that actual certified check or bank draft to the listing brokerage or I guess... Or you deposit it in their, yeah. their yeah. account. But showing, including it in your offer paperwork gives confidence to that seller. That's right. That it, you're going to actually do it. Absolutely. And I would not even consider putting an offer in without that right now. The only time I've done it in the last, you know, six, eight months is when it was a bully offer situation. So we think offers are next Monday at seven, oh, and it's but all of a sudden so it's can't. like, hello, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're doing it tonight yeah. or, you know, or in two hours. And yeah. so my clients don't have an opportunity, but I usually say to people, and I'm telling you this right now, my best advice to you is that if you, you've seen the house that you're interested in, as we mentioned, you go out and look at it right away. If you go look at it right away, knowing that offers are next week and you think you like it, go get your bank draft right away because you want to be the one to have that draft ready if a bully offer comes in and you need to make the jump right away. So mm-hmm. you're prepared. Yeah. So um, that's what I've told every one of my clients to yeah. do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you are not successful, then your bank draft just goes back into the bank the next day. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle, but... So no be it. You're buying, a, you're buying a place. Yeah. That's well, none of it. it's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, again, the things that we look for when we're, when we are considering which offer to choose, right? Mm-hmm. We've got those four criteria that are yeah. most important. Yeah. yeah. So a last issue on this topic, if I can go on, is if you're working with buyers and you've done everything you've just described, Janelle, how, how do you consider whether you want to be the one submitting a preemptive offer? I never do a preemptive mm. offer. So my experience in has been by and large that the bully never wins. Exactly. And so I like to be ready yeah. for when someone else bullies the offer and that's why I say get your money, get your bank draft ready, let's get let's get ready and keep your phone on you at 24 hours a day now because if an offer comes in, we want to be the ones right to to submit as well. Yeah. I have sometimes been the agent for people who have been the bully. Um, but it's really only done when money's no object. 
Yes. And none of those four criteria are an issue. That's and right. And then, so then somebody can submit early without any consideration without any problem but you know don't like to see people do that yeah and I I just find myself but they often the bullier you're right doesn't win no almost always because Mm -hmm. here's my perspective if somebody if I know a preemptive offer has gone in I'm telling my clients they must really want it Mm -hmm. so you better bid more Mm -hmm. than you think that you need to bid Mm -hmm. so anyone who's coming in with an offer after the bully has come in Mm -hmm. is going to be higher right I think the last three Places I've got in multiples have been someone else's bullied, yeah. and we've got we've we've won. Yeah, and don't you think too? Maybe I'm off here, but um, that a sale price on uh, offer date generally is lower than a sale price on a bully date. So I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't encourage. That's another reason I wouldn't want my clients to offer preemptively. Well. Maybe I, that used to be the case. Yeah, but. I'm not sure I find that as much, but... Um, like, I just wonder what those numbers show. Yeah. I, I, I always... I well, always we will be, never know. No. No. But I would say that, you know, from a seller standpoint, I wouldn't take a bully offer. I wouldn't. If I've committed to a process, I've hired an agent, yeah. we've uh, got the home prepared, we've done all the marketing, why would you just abandon that? Because you're scared shitless. You're scared. That's the only reason. Yeah. And why would you be in this market? Right. Maybe you Mm -hmm. haven't had enough people through the door, Mm -hmm. right? There there comes a time in every single market, hot market, where we have multiple offer fatigue. Yeah. And so I can see where, you know, maybe there hasn't been as many people through the door as you anticipated and you start to panic. Uh, But nonetheless, it's a mistake. it's It's fear. It's it's always the reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. You know, and you know the the whole mentality of bird in the hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing we haven't talked about, which I think is really important, is that what happens if? So, I I was in multiple offers uh, two weeks ago on a property. There were four offers. They didn't take any of them. Yeah. So now. You know, the seller well, has... And I, when I work with sellers, I always talk about the implications of choosing this strategy. So exactly. what happens yeah. if you don't get any offers on offer date, which right. isn't going to happen now, but or if you don't like them and nobody's Or if you don't like them. them. Yeah. yeah. And you've artificially set this low price. Well, and this is the problem when I think you've got, again, inexperienced mm-hmm. listing agents and inexperienced greedy sellers who expect they're going to get a certain price that maybe they're not going right. to get. Uh, so what happened with that one? Did they come out again at a nope, much higher price? they took it off the market altogether. But what you will see all the time, people, is that the mar- the house property comes off the market and goes back on at a higher price. So again, let's take the six ninety nine scenario that's worth 800000 six ninety nine offer day comes, they get three offers, the highest amount, the highest they get maybe is seven fifty. And so the people then decide to put it back on the market the next day at maybe eight nineteen. And so often we will hear people say, well, they didn't get it in multiple offers that obviously it's not worth that, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it went that yeah. day. And yeah. I guarantee 99% of the time it's going to sell for what it's worth, which was 900, 800,000 in this case, even if they've gone back and raised the price, it'll sell within days. It always does. Mm-hmm. And so from a seller's perspective, it's okay to do that. It's yeah. I mean, we don't love it, but it's okay. Yeah, I don't think there's a stigma to that anymore. I, not as much as there yeah. used to be, because mm-hmm. um, I think you know we just there are things we can't control, and you know the market always dictates what yeah. it's worth. And I don't think you can you can work. look at that case as a buyer and say, "Oh, here's my chance. I'm going to get it for seven o two. Yeah, you're not. No, mm-hmm. you're not. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but you'll probably get it for eight o two or whatever mm-hmm. it was worth in the first mm-hmm. place. So. 
I guess the story here is just be flexible. You know, don't go in with this emotional, I'm not going to do that. And I'm not refuse to participate. And this is crap. And, you know, we hear that a lot. This, it, it is how it is, guys. This mm-hmm. is just, you need to lean in, take some good advice appreciate the process for what it's worth and, you know, give it your best kick at the can. That's all we can do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Anything else to add on that? I think no, we I think beat we beat that uh, to death. I yeah, think. No, but I think that was a great conversation. Yeah, I think so. I have, mm-hmm. hope that's hopeful, hope, helpful for hope people. people. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know about you, but this, that's, this is the thing that this is the thing, right? This is the thing. This is the thing everybody wants to what, know. And, you know, the question, uh, the only thing I'll add is that, you know, the most common question buyers will ask is, well, what do you think it'll go for? Right. You know, and, and I what say, do you think it'll sell for? That's a, Right. And I always say, if offers are Monday at 7, I'll let you know at 6. Because <laughs> that's the time we'll pick a price. Yeah. Right? Like, I need to see how many offers, like, what does the traffic's been, what the situation is, like, and then even I'll come then, up though, with something. Yeah, even then, though, it's just coming up with something. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a, certainly strategy yeah. involved. I yeah. mean, we've run the numbers, and yeah. we've, you know, I can have a range to say, well, let's just sell somewhere between, like, 790 and 850 but yeah. until, you know, we know exactly what we're dealing with. Yeah, and it just takes one person with an emotional connection to that property to make that come in at... One. Yeah. And then, like, you just have to the next day just shake your head and say there was no predicting that. There's no evidence to suggest that was going to happen. That's right. It just sometimes happens. Yeah. And if they want it for that price, let them have it. God love them. (laughs) Just go ahead. Yeah. Um, Okay, good. So... As always, we are here. This is the kind of thing that you may have a lot of questions about, and mm-hmm. we are here to answer them anytime you mm-hmm. like. All you have to do is reach out. Uh, and by the way, please hit subscribe. Uh, we love it if you can uh, comment, give some feedback, subscribe so that you're receiving all of our new episodes, which we download weekly, upload weekly. You'll download them weekly. And uh, follow us on all our social media as well at the Janelle Cameron team. And um, we wish you the best. Happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.